folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. On today's program, we're featuring Justin Sexton, PhD, to talk with us about the benefits that cattle tracking to bring to you as a cattle livestock producer. Justin, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Well, good to hear. Now, Justin is the Strategic and Product Lead for Performance Livestock Analytics, which has been part of Zoeta since about April of 2020. His extensive operational and cattle nutrition expertise helps ensure new technology developed by PLA provides practical and innovative solutions for producers. Now, you earned your master's and doctorate degrees in ruminant nutrition from the University of Illinois. Is that correct? That is right. Cool. And now Justin and his wife, Julie, and their three daughters reside in Columbia, Missouri. So thank you very much for taking the time to stop by the podcast, Justin. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, we hear a lot about precision agriculture, but what does precision livestock farming mean in today's environment? Precision livestock farming is a bit of a new term, and and most people associate that with somehow monitoring or uh, using a sensor to document animal behavior. And, And so most people would give you the example of some sort of sensor that's going to tell you when a cow is going to calve or estrus detection for the breeding season, or you see it in dairies where they are measuring the number of steps a cow takes over time to monitor illness or lameness. And so that's what a lot of people think about precision livestock farming. And But in reality, PLF is, is really more approaching the animals management at an individual level. And so it's not just putting a sensor on the animal. It's, it's using some form of technology that allows the producer or the manager to manage and work towards getting the most out of that individual animal in a group housing or pen situation. So how does technology get utilized to help the livestock producer? What kind of technology are you using? There are a number of forms of technology that's used today, and most of them that people are familiar with are those that are used to increase scale. And you know, by that, it's reducing the amount of labor or time that it takes. So think robotic milkers or uh, computer-aided temperature monitors for large confinement buildings. But really, the way we think about technology in in precision livestock farming is it's ultimately taking some sensor data, some environmental data, and most of that would be referred to big data, right? Lots and lots of individual measurements. And then the technology is helping us as a producer find patterns or data points that we wouldn't normally observe and convert those data points into uh, decisions. And even further is that data translates into some sort of predictive outcome. So we know the genetic potential of the animal. We, We combine that with the sensors in the environment. We gather feed data through platforms like Performance Beef, and we predict how that animal would perform. So Technology really has allowed us to integrate a lot of sources of information that we as producers uh, used to have to kind of gather and and put together ourselves. So you spoke a lot about different types of technology. How can a producer determine which technology is the best for their business? And what have been some of the relations that you've had from producers that have worked for them? And what are some things that haven't worked for them? Great question. The first thing that I tell somebody when they are looking to evaluate a technology is, is it something that uh, scales across the operation first and foremost in that? And, and what I mean by that is it's something that over time you can see where it solves multiple solutions in that 
you know, there's a number of technological solutions people will use and it solves a single problem. And so long as that single problem is persistent, that's, a, I guess, a valuable technology. But ones that solve multiple problems are the ones we choose, right? And so if you just think about like cellular phone, if all it was was a phone, not very many people would use it. It's a camera, it's a calendar, it's our email, it's text, it's all of these things combined. And so that platform approach, something that integrates lots of solutions, is the first bar that I, I give people to think about when they evaluate uh, technology. The technology around Performance Beep does the same thing where it, it's feed, financials, as well as health data. So you put a lot of solutions together. When we think about maybe broader application in the field of precision livestock farming, there's some core principles that, that I think producers should consider is that if that technology helps you capture the things you do every day, it's something that can grow. Like it, it doesn't require a behavior change. One of the things that I'm not very good at is changing what is my normal behavior for good or bad. And so if I have a technology solution that uses my normal behavior and helps add value to the operation, that's one that I'm certainly going to look to adopt. Obviously, ones that are makes our labor more efficient clearly is, is an easy one to use. And ultimately, that results in increased animal performance. But I think the one many times we forget to think about is what is it that technology offers the next step in the food supply chain? Does the technology give me a way to communicate to the next buyer of my product something about what I did or, or provide additional value to them? And so, so many things we do are value-added practices in the beef supply chain. It's how can we capture that value? And I challenge people to think about the technology solutions they use that enable value capture rather than just continuing to uh, to add. The other thing I think it goes without saying is the technology solution needs to be able to advance as technology grows. The last thing you want to do is buy a piece of technology or implement a piece of technology that's going to go out of date or doesn't have the ability to upgrade. So that's always a, an important aspect of any adoption is can it be upgraded as technology advances? Because if we think back, you know, where our computers and phones were 10 years ago, they were very different than what we have today. Things have changed so much even within the past three or four years, even within livestock and the technologies that are available within livestock. Yeah, we've seen just a, um, a massive expansion in technology around livestock Livestock has really lagged the row crop industry. If we think about, you know, the average row crop operator today, they're running at least one iPad or a phone in the tractor and many times multiple monitors and getting data from all the different implements that they're using in an integrated way. And we'll see that type of evolution in the livestock industry as a, the, the sensors get more advanced, but more so as those platform ecosystems develop that can ingest all that data and translate it into a decision. So maybe let's talk a little bit more about data, because you end up collecting a lot of data if you are using any sort of technology within an operation, but that data isn't as useful if you can't transfer it between segments. So how does the industry adopt and successfully enable data sharing between different segments? Yeah, it's a, a great question. I, it's something I think about a lot, mostly because 
you know, I have, I grew up in a, a model where we had the cow record book. It was the red book. We kept all of our data there and, and we had stacks of red books that uh, all good records, all good data, but never actually went anywhere and led to very few decisions, but we had the data. And so technology provides us the mechanism to communicate that data in a way that it can be useful. And so where we think about things going forward is producers are able to gather data, whether it's calving records or, or weight records at weaning or, or how cattle are performing in the feed yard. And ultimately, it can be transferred to the next segment, the stocker operator, the feed yard, or even in a connected supply chain to the packer using cloud-based ecosystems. And, and today, our ability to manage data up and down the supply chain is vastly different than what it was you know, in years past because the transfer of information can be done in a secure way. It can be done with each of the different segments, whether you are sharing direct to the next segment or, or you're skipping the feed yard and sharing it directly to the packer. Just because of the advancements in cloud-based connectivity, that movement of data is is going to get easier as time passes. There's a lot of different opportunities out there to use technology in an operation, but what do you think are the biggest opportunities for precision livestock in the future? Uh, there's two when I think about going forward. The first one is really going to be geared towards prescriptive management within the operation. And I think that one arguably has to, to come first in that Technology has to be useful at the operation source before it's useful to the next segment. And so as we see advancements in genetic testing, we see advancements in data capture and then taking those data points and providing the livestock manager an actionable decision point like, okay, I should feed these cattle 120 days, these cattle should be 150 and these should be 180 based off of those data points they can make actionable decisions on prescriptive animals that's really the first one it's, it's yes i may have a pen of cattle here but how do i now manage them as individuals within a pen that's the first one the second one is really the opportunity to take that prescriptive management transfer that information to the next segment where they can use it to make a decision and, and so if we think about it at the ranch level, it's how does the calving record book, the vaccines at branding, the practices around weaning convey to the stocker operation or the grow yard or the feed yard to where they maybe modify their arrival protocols based off of what was done at the ranch. And so that's moving the data from one segment to the next where the second segment can actually act on it. Whereas today, you know, many producers may market their cattle and they, they talk about the practices that they did, but the minute they get on the truck, that data is lost. And the guy in the processing barn is never really aware of it. So it's conveying the data to the next chain and being able to manage to that animal's potential. Now, one thing that I do wonder as we talk about this is this is a lot of data sharing that maybe some folks might not be as comfortable with. Are there th hurdles you think that will have to be overcome before people feel comfortable opening up the ranch door, so to say? 
Yeah, that's a, a great question. Data privacy and, you know, just data use restrictions is, is something, you know, we get a lot of questions from producers about. And, and so the, the first example I like to use is, is, you know, you watch commercials today for auto insurance and, and they talk about, you know, you download the app and you can save on your auto insurance. And so, you know, effectively what's happening there is that app is gathering data about you and how you drive and you're getting a discount for sharing that information. And so I'm not the best driver. I maybe take curves too fast and I stop suddenly. But if it saves me $50 on my car insurance, I'll trade that data. It's a value exchange. And so many of our customers today make that same value exchange in, a, in the row crop enterprise where they share data to get insights about how to manage their fields. And so you always want to be cognizant of how the data is being shared, like most uh, do not share personally identifiable information. Like I never can identify you at your individual ranch location. I, I look at data as the whole host of customers, as an example. And so the customer always has the ability to restrict the use of their data. When they feel comfortable that the sharing of data is worth the value is when they when that sharing occurs, right? And so I, I think that exchange will continue to evolve. And we see customers today that they want no part of sharing their data. And we see others that are, how can I share my data to get more value out of my cattle? So it, it's on both extremes. And, and over time, as the market builds itself towards data sharing, you'll see just increased opportunities to, to capitalize on the data that you do have. Well, it's very intriguing, but I think one of the barriers that some people have to adopting new technologies is they may not feel that they're, quote, tech savvy. So if you don't feel like you're very tech savvy, how easy is it to get started in using cattle tracking applications? And what advice do you have for those considering implementing such a platform? As somebody who is trained in uh, beef cattle nutritionist that now works uh, for a technology company, I would say there's hope for everyone. And so I think the first thing that I tell people is not to be afraid of trying technology just for the sake of being afraid of what's new. I think many times we talk ourselves out of trying things, not because we're afraid of the technology. We just, we don't like the idea of not knowing. And so being willing to give it a try is, is really the first step. And then after that, the next opportunity is, is really, you know, visit with uh, whether it's your consulting nutritionist, your veterinarian or fellow producers who are using the technologies out there. And they many times come from the same type of background or have the same type of environment they're trying to make it work in. And that really provides a lot of insights uh, around the adaptability of the technology. Performance Beef, as an example, is highly a referral-based business, and, and that's because it's easy to use, and producers tell other producers that it's easy to use. And so regardless of the technology, those types of experiences are important to seek out as you're trying to find out about it. I think the other thing that I would say about technology in general is that if it goes back to that concept of it captures normal behavior, then it's designed in a way that it is less intimidating. And that's something that as we design technology solutions, our focus is what is the normal workflow of the operation and how can we make it 
as easy to implement as, as possible. And, you know, there are whole career paths now that are focused on user interface and making it easy. And, and so, you know, just to summarize, it's don't be afraid to, to give it a try uh, just because it's labeled as technology. So if folks want to give it a try, where should they go? PerformanceLivestockAnalytics.com is our website where you can uh, schedule a demo to see how it works and, and get uh, a walkthrough from our team, or you can follow Performance Beef on any of the social media channels. Well, Dr. Sexton, thank you very much for taking the time to enlighten us about technology and where things are going with precision technology and livestock. I sure appreciate the opportunity. And thank you to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks.